0: Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast, so in honor of our shared love of tea. Out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado. Let's spill the tea. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, world. Yeah. It's Tuesday and it's an eighth. I love eight. I love the eighths of the month. Yeah. And 12.8 is an 11. Wow. Wait, 12.8 is an
1: eight. Why?
0: 12, 8 is an 11, because if you add 1, 2, and 8 together, it's 11. Oh,
1: 1, 2, and 8. I was like,
0: but 12 plus 8 is... (laughs) That's 20, so it's really 20, 20, 20. (laughs) All sorts of wonderful numerology things happening today. (laughs) Uh, So for those of you who are with us today live, you'll notice our little background is different today. We have little baby unfocused hearts. Aren't they pretty? And since we're talking about focus today, I thought it was fun to switch it up. <laughs> for those of you listening on the podcast, you could take a look on the Facebook page cuz it really is a cute background. Really is cute. How
1: are you doing, friend? I'm hanging in there. I am um preparing for the real conference tomorrow, so um This is an important one for me because it's really my first um, conversation, speech or whatever about uh, my book. And um, so definitely feel like I'm entering that next chapter and um, that is kind of amazing and scary and all of the things.
0: So. Yes, yes, yes. I honor all of those emotions because they are all real. <laughs> oh, it's very exciting. so uh, tell us a little bit about the the real conference is that I'm assuming it's online It is yeah, yeah actually and anybody anybody
1: in the industry or anybody can join it it's not um, it's not brokerage specific although it is hosted by real brokerage. Um, I was introduced, um, through Erin Noble. She's one of the, um, one of our, one of our favorite people. And (laughs) And she truly is a forward thinking, um, woman who is trying to build something beautiful and real is the place that she is doing that and contributing her voice to the conversation. So Um, when I read their manifesto and when I'm talking to their team, they are exactly the kind of people that we are talking about, about what does business, what can and should it look like, Mm -hmm. um, if we open to possibility and collaboration and, you know, put ego aside and what does that look like? Um, and so it's actually kind of exciting. And so, um, I'm going to be talking about the, um,
0: the how relationships actually can, um, change your business. So fun. Yeah. Well, I look forward to cheering you on virtually. <laughs> yeah. I'll
1: put a link, um, after this when I can actually do so in, in here so people can register if they so choose. And I think like Mike Delpretty, um, I, wow, I was very pronunciating there with <laughs> he's Mike Delpretty and, um, Vicky Bartholomew and, um, the founder is also going to be, um, participating. So it's a pretty good lineup.
0: Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, got an, I got an email yesterday. As, of course, I signed up for it as soon as I saw that you were speaking. Yeah. So it'll be fun. It's always fun when uh, someone new comes onto the scene in your industry, right? It's just always fun to see what they do and how they do it. And yeah, yeah I love it. Totally agree. I love it. Yay. All right. So I'm I'm ready for some breathing because I think we're going to need some, uh, <clears throat> we're going to need some deep ones <laughs> as we yeah. head into this this conversation and into the focus in general for the last few weeks of this year, everyone I speak to is like, oh my gosh, I wish I was more focused. So I think this is one of those conversations that um, we need to be all in for. Oh, yeah. Well, and
1: I also like fundamentally believe that the ability to focus is a modern superpower because everything in our society is trying to keep us unfocused. Um, and so if we can learn to cultivate these skills and then being able to direct our will and intent and focus, yeah. um, that's actually how we become um, masters of our domain. So um, okay. we're going to do the, um, the most simple, basic breathing exercise. But this exercise actually does cultivate focus, too. So, again, we're going to sit, just find that tall, lifted spine. I'm actually I'm, I'm at my standing desk, but I have kind of a stool here. So I'm sort of half seating today seated seated I don't know what I'm doing anyway I'm just yeah.
0: <laughs> baby do you have a tiger on your shirt or is that like a lip I have lips it's one of oh. my favorite like sweatshirts yes because it's sparkly and it's like a full-on 80s it's 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 a big one it's like mid thighs it's remember oh, yeah. the sweatshirt dresses
1: oh yeah totally
0: it's that's what it is yeah so I always feel like I'm channeling that 80s version of myself i would have been if i were 10 years older in the 80s
1: (laughs) (laughs) i love it well you know i have a thing for tigers so um it looks like a tiger from
0: from where i am so i love that too it can be whatever you want it to be pareidolia is a real thing you can see the face of a tiger if you wish yeah i love it okay so let's find that
1: tall spine grounding through the root or the feet Starting to bring our awareness and our attention to our breath. And we're just going to bring our attention to the very tip of the nose. We're gonna breathe fully. Feel the air entering the nose, filling the belly, ribs and the belly. And then exhale, feel the air leaving the nose. And empty the lungs completely. Breathing in fully feel that cool air entering the nose. And when you exhale, feel the warmth of the air leaving the nose. And when the mind wanders, just come, very, come back to the tip of the nose and just feel that pull and the pressing of the breath in and out of the nose. And if the mind is particularly active today, you can add a mantra. I am breathing in. I am breathing out and then when you're ready just a big exhale and the Uh. reason why these things work again is because you know our senses our sight our hearing our taste smell touch all of these things can actually pull us away from our focus right so when we pull them in then we're learning to have that single pointed focus on the very very tip of the
0: nose so we're training our brain to do one thing. I love Um, that. I love the, um, I always love it when you trigger the mind's eye, right? Like think of, look at your nose or think about your nose or think about it, expanding and, you know, your, your belly, your ribs, like these things, those definitely help to quiet my mind. Uh, I definitely use the, I am breathing in. I am breathing out. I use that when I wake up in the middle of the night.
1: Yeah. Well, right. I mean, it's actually very calming, right? And then it also helps slow the breath, and that slow, even breathing actually triggers the mind to relax, right? Because that short, shallow breathing actually trigger triggers the mind to respond in you know that fight or flight or flee mode, and um, you know, and so the slowing actually tells the brain that we're safe. So it's really doing a lot of things, but. When it comes to focus it's you're trying to draw everything into one point mm-hmm. and that is actually how we start to do the um, the preparation for meditation but unless we can focus on one thing without the mind shifting back and forth a meditation practice is going to be really really hard um, yeah so that's that first that's the entry point right through the breath. Yeah.
0: I, and and I it does feel a little bit like I'm preparing myself for something you are, yeah. You know, it, it feel like my body feels like, ooh, yeah. Hey, we're going down here. What's happening? Where where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> Which is so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, okay, so I am still on coffee this morning. It is <laughs> rainy and uh, yeah, I haven't made it to tea. I have my quality out for today for this afternoon. Because it's a, a creative afternoon, and so I'm excited to have my equality. But I'm and I'm drinking out of my sassafras mug, the one oh, I'm God. the I'm mostly peace, love and um, love and light, and a little. Um, today I'm focused on saying, "Go find yourself." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling as snarky as I as I feel some days. <laughs> well, I'll take that one for you then. Okay. <laughs> You can take the snarky one.
1: (laughs) I'll take the snarky one. Actually, this is something interesting. I get a lot of questions from people about how I steep my tea and how to steep the tea because a lot of people um, are only used to tea in, as the Outlander show said, diapers, right? Um, But there's lots of ways to enjoy tea tea and that are also super eco-friendly. So this is a really cool cup. So you'll notice a couple things. One is it has its own, um, I'm spilling has its own little top. And the reason is that it holds while it's steeping, it holds the goodness inside. So that's yes. actually I, some you can use like a saucer, actually the same thing. Um, but what's really cool about this is that the tea material, the plant material here, and this is wellness tea. So it's mm. lemongrass grass and rose hip and some lemon myrtle and some, just some good stuff. But it's right here, it, start, it goes right in. And then I just take it out. And then you have a really lovely little cup of tea. And then I will reuse that, this part, um, all day. So I'll just keep putting this back in. And then I'll fill it. I've got my my water here. So all day long, I'll just be steeping and re-steeping from this plant material. And then I compost this at the end of the day. So it's kind of um, an awesome way to do it. the water should not actually be full boil. It's just like just to boil. And then with this type of tea, about three to five
0: minutes tops um, for steeping. And, you know, it's kind of amazing. I love it. I've been using my, um, the plant material that's left over. I've been putting it in my potted plants and my oh, grasses.
1: Okay. Yes.
0: And I love it because it's like a little, I, I imagine the fairies come at night and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> sliding down the grass into these like, piles of dried roses and, and you know, little nibbly herbs. Um, certainly, I'm, I'm guessing it smells better than the dirt. <laughs> I love
1: that. I sometimes feed the fairies, but I feed them milk and honey. So I'll pour it on all the roots.
0: Oh, fun. I, I know. love that.
1: It's weird how we get these weird traditions that we always do, you know, just come
0: from nowhere or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. My mom oh, has always had some sort of fairy-like something in our world. Uh, I mean, whether it's like cows that are like berries or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or um, precious moments. Do you remember precious moments? Oh, I do. Actually,
1: when my grandmother died, I got all of her precious moments ornaments. Oh. So I have them on my tree. And every time I, yeah, so yes. It's very special to me, actually.
0: Yeah, my mom is was like an a founding member or whatever they call it. So she has the very first one. With the little angels sitting on the clouds, little Mm yellow, yeah. And so she, um, we actually would go back and forth every other year. Like we'd have a full Precious Moments tree, and then we'd have like a traditional tree. And then it would, so it would be like, ooh, what's the tree going to be this year? Is it going to be Precious Moments or not? Mm -hmm. Um, Until she finally ended up getting uh, some sort of like this beautiful, this beautiful tree it was like just these branches and it was like, um, golly, I can't believe I can't remember the name of the type of tree. This was such a big deal that she got it because it was not an inexpensive thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't grow up in a house where we got like really lavish things for no reason, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like there was always purpose to the gifts. And um, But then she found this little corner in the house and she had the precious moment ornaments up all year long. Mm-hmm. And so I really, um, it's they were a big deal in my house too. Isn't that fun? Yeah. So anyways, there was always some sort of like little figure or something yeah. in our house always. And then after we moved out, after the kids moved out, it, she kind of took one side of the house and turned it into her fairy garden. So mm. the whole side was the all of these little potted plants with little fairy things in them.
1: <laughs> so I, do that. I actually do that in my plants too. I put like little like surprises. Yeah like a little touch of whimsy, whether it's like a little plastic animal or a stone or something, so yes. it must be a thing. I don't know what it is, but
0: well, I, I do think that there is an element of focus in that, right? Cause you're yeah. in the moment and you're thinking, what can I do right here, right now that will bring, you know, these little, you know, forest beings, some joy. Should they stop by my, by my plants tonight? Yeah.
1: It's whimsical too. It's just fun. You know, those are the kinds of little things like, Oh, that's, that's clever.
0: Yeah. Clever and fun. And I think that we, we do need that. I think there is, I feel like the reason I have so many friends and colleagues and clients who are feeling unfocused is that there hasn't been a whole lot of fun this year. It's been a whole lot of stress, anxiety, work, 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 TV. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, There really hasn't been a whole lot of, you know, there's not been a, a... I do have some friends who are like in Cabo or, you know, like they're traveling places and, you know, they're, they're independent. They don't have anybody depending on them. Yeah. And they are, you know, they are adults. They can make their own choices. Uh, But for the most part, I mean, 98% of my connections are hunkered down. And I think that the same thing day after day after day with all of the stress and all the anxiety, our brains are just exhausted. They're like, somebody, please, Calgon, take me away. (laughs) Oh, I totally agree with you. It's called fatigue. Everybody, there's
1: just fatigue everywhere. Everything is draining, right? Mm Right. And a lot of people don't have their natural mechanisms to sort of replug, you know, and so that I, you know, and that I think that is really important too in terms of focusing.
0: Yes. Well, I, I'd love to to really dig in and talk about the the importance. Not really. I think everybody gets why focus is important, right? I think focus yeah. helps us manifest. I think focus helps us. Gain clarity. It helps us, of course, achieve and complete things, (laughs) which for most of us, if we start a project, we really do want to finish it. Uh, And so it it also, I think, helps us when when we are focused and we are in that flow, it, it helps us give others grace. bit more because when we are experiencing the success of achieving something, when we are manifesting our goals and our dreams and all of these things are coming to fruition, there is a feeling of satisfaction and, and joy. And when we're, we're feeling joy, we are more likely to be graceful (laughs) and Mm -hmm. gracious with others uh, versus being a cranky pants who can't focus or get anything done. (laughs) Um, so it the the interesting thing this time of year, usually I'm talking about focus and related in, in relationship to goals, like business goals right so uh whether they're brokers or clients that you know run small companies or agents, the entrepreneurial spirits, you know there's that drive that we grew up with of getting everything done by december thirty first to have a yep. successful year, yeah. And we've talked about this a few times on the show about how as as independent business owners, for the most part, that are working with, uh, as consultants and helping others with their goals, I always feel like this frenzied energy Mm -hmm. from clients right now, right? I get it done, to get it done. And I always say, what happens on January 1st? Yeah. Like, really, truly, what happens on that day? Yeah, what is so freaking magical about this day? Because I feel like there's so much stress put on it. It kind of drives me nuts in this day of being connected 24/7, basically.
1: Yeah,
0: like really, I get. I obviously, if you are a publicly traded company or you know a a conglomeration or a large collaboration that serves the public and you have to have all of your numbers in by the thirty first in order for things to happen on you know the the corporate side of things. I get that.
1: Yeah. But
0: I don't deal with many people who are freaked out about those goals this year. I mean no. most of my corporate clients are real estate and they had a banner a year.
1: Well yeah and because that's not something that you just typically that's an ongoing process anyway, right? And so it's just about like shutting a book not necessarily like, you know what I mean? It's not like, you know, as a, as an entity, it's like you're, you have quarterly, you're doing that work ongoing anyway, you know? I think that even in a calendar, right? You're like, well, it's a new calendar, but yeah, if you think about it, even the calendars have like the crossover period from one year to the next, you know? So it really is a false illusion of finality. Yeah. Um, but if we are linear thinking, right? And, um, instead of more, uh, thinking about seasons and, um, you know, the wheel or the circle, the cyclical nature of things that may feel more like a drop or an
0: end or something versus the start of something new. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you're hitting on something that it, that is the change for me. And that is, that I feel more driven by the seasons and that the change feels like it comes with the seasons, not with the numbers or a month Yeah, on on the calendar. I definitely feel those differences. And I remember way back in March when we were talking about the, how things are so backwards. And I think we actually talked about this last week too, about how we as human beings uh, like are doing the exact opposite of what, the natural path of the season wants us to do. It wants us to relax and chill out. Now it wants us to, you know, get up and and do and and harvest and ah, in the summer when everyone's like going on vacation. And, and I, I feel like maybe 2021 will be the year where we can actually start out in the mode. We were always meant to.
1: Yeah. I love that. I, and realign with your, you know, with the, the natural energies right um yeah. versus trying to be out of um a al- you know when you're out of alignment i think that's actually really interesting um i don't know if i've actually said this before or not or if i'm just kind of like going to verbalize something that's sort of coming out but i do feel like um you know i obviously like deeply like and studying the seasons right and like the transformation of and the bridges between the seasons you know and like what that represents and all that kind of stuff and actually i have a whole chapter about it in my book about the nature and and the nature of things as a book yes um but the but if if everyone's energies were more aligned to the natural rhythms um I do feel like that chaos and that sense of frustration, focus and frenzy, like lack of fo- focus and frenzy really is I think what is culturally trying to be um, instilled in us with all of the holiday shopping and all of the holiday, the holiday buzz. Right. Yeah. But because we don't really have that. I mean, I think it's, we do in some ways because like you were talking about before, like the shopping numbers are like through the roof, you know, but it's not this like I I hate going into a mall right now. Like my daughter, you know, she's a teenager and wants to shop in the mall every now and again. And when I get in
0: there, I'm just like, I gotta get out. You know, yeah, it's so true. I mean, I grew up in the mall.
1: Yeah, like, oh, that I was when,
0: in the 80s when I was like, get get me out of the house, oh. right? But I didn't have a car. Yeah, I wasn't old enough. Oh yeah, enough. Totally. Um, when my parents would drop us off at the mall, oh, you yeah. know give us whatever back then. It was probably 10 bucks that lasted all day. And that was food and a movie and who knows what, Uh, but the mall was definitely part of, you know, a huge part of my childhood where I would spend time. And I was, I mean, I've shared this before that I went to actually, when I was going for my degrees in college, I was going for fashion. I mean, I grew up in shopping and, and working in retail. And I was the, I was the gal doing the windows and mm-hmm. doing the walls and, and lining things up and, you know, helping put together outfits. And I loved that space. Now I could not be bothered I mean, if every day I could just throw on a Frankie and put my hair in a messy bun, I would be so happy. It is so interesting. Wow. Okay. For as long as we have known each other,
1: I did not know that about you. Cause I also went to school for fashion design and merchandising.
0: I don't what? have
1: ever I, had this conversation. No, we haven't. No, that's I I didn't end up with that degree, but that's what I started. I was gonna be the next big fashion designer. I mean, it's funny when I look back now. I'll, I would I have books and books of designs, but they're mostly designs of the retail space. I mean, I would used to design like the light fixtures and like the the point of purchase displays and you know all the merchandising piece. But yeah. um, I never knew that about you. That's so crazy that we've been friends all this time. You know, and never had made that connection. It's
0: so wild. Stacey's like, of course you both did. Uh, Well, and it's so it's because we are we we are truly so very different. If people were to see us next to each other, they'd be like, yeah. I mean, it is the fire and ice, right? It's that whole. Um, opposites definitely attracted here, but we have so many of these things foundationally. That's the same. Like I'm actually remembering my, my, my very first wall at wet seal. Did you have the wet, wet seal out in your area? (laughs) Yes. Did you? Yes. Yes. Um, they actually recruited me. It was the first time I was ever recruited. I was 16 years old and I was working at a a retail place called red eye because the owner was a traveler and he took a lot of red eye flights. So he named his, yeah, his retail store, red eye, like the drink. And first wow. yeah. like, anyways, I'm not being focused. Uh, so I was recruited to, to wet seal. I loved that job. I won so many sales contests at that place. I love it. I, I loved building the walls. I loved putting the outfits together. But the, the point is, is that there, there was a, a time in my life where I was very much into being in that uh, uh, hurried and, and frenzied, I love that word frenzied yeah. space of the mall. You know, it's like you when you're walking out of the store, it's like you're you're walking out and you're kind of watching like where can I fit in the flow of traffic here?
1: Oh yeah, totally. It's right? very feng shui. <laughs> it is. I love that. Okay, well let let us let us talk about focus though. Um, let let us let us focus and talk about focus, right? Because yeah. um, it looks like um, I can actually see comments for the first time ever. I'm not sure if I'm seeing all of them, but Renee is saying that she also went to school for fashion design, which is awesome. Um, Yes, I went to the Richard Silverman's, I don't know, fashion school in Ohio, which was part of Kent State and then ended up graduating with art degrees. But um, anyway, so that's that is that Um, I think for for us right now in this moment and in our community of women who we are um, committed to helping. I feel like focus, like I said, is the superpower that can absolutely help everyone um, really achieve what they set out to achieve. And I'm reading, uh, actually listening um, to a book called Indistractable right now by, um, gosh, his name is Mirror um, Isle, Mirror Isle. Isle. Isle, 8. Mirror <laughs> <Near> Isle 8. <laughs> See, it works. It did. Yeah. His name is near Isle and it's called indistractable. And I think the the framework that um, is really important of understanding as it relates to our businesses. And then I know you want to talk about the personal stuff too, but like traction in business is when we move forward. And distraction is when we're moving away from our goal. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We understand that, that um, uh, what is it? The, the, what is the the line where it's like we're moving towards something? It's like traction and distraction, and and our actions and our choices are either bringing us forward toward the goal yes. or pulling us away from that goal. Yes. Yes. And um, that actually helps discern choices because then it's like, oh, is this helping me propel forward or is this taking me from something? Whether it's your time, whether it's your talent, your heart, it, you know, any of those things is this pulling that, you know, and I, I just thought that framework was really, really smart. It's a, either, a, we're either getting traction
0: or we're, distra- you know, we have a distraction. Um, well, and the interesting thing about looking at it from uh, like distraction or traction or in my world, it's like the decisions we make. Right. And so I would say like the person, the human inside that equation is every decision you make is moving you towards your goal or keeping you still or worse moving you backwards. Right. That that the the pull backwards. And I read somewhere that the average human makes thirty five thousand decisions a day. Yeah, that's crazy. I it is crazy. I mean, I'm guessing it's still the same even though we're home. But regardless, right, yeah. knowing that there's tens of thousands of decisions that we're making every day, um, I think that the, the power of our focus is we we underestimate it and or we overestimate it. And by that, I mean, we're so focused on losing our focus that we can't focus. <laughs> That sounds awful. I think it it is awful. I think that's kind of the loop that we're in. It's we're manifesting less focus because we're saying we're not focused. And I caught myself doing it uh, last in particular last week. Okay. Because I felt like I was, I had all of these things to do. Yeah. But I wasn't getting any of them accomplished. Okay. And I was like, oh, I'm so unfocused. I'm so unfocused. I'm like, what are you saying to yourself, Deborah? stop speaking that over yourself. And so I started saying, I'm working towards completing this project right now. I am working on getting this project completed right now. Like I started shifting my conversation with myself and immediately felt like all of the goodness inside. Right. And it helped me, it helped me snap out of that mindset loop which is where I think a lot of us are. And so if you are listening and you're thinking, why am I, why don't I have focus? Stop thinking about the fact that you don't have focus. Start thinking about, this. Whenever I feel like I'm slacking or lacking in the the area of focus, I do a Pomodoro. And uh, for those of you who haven't heard us talk about this on the show before, it's you choose a task. So it might be in business, it might be checking your email or uh, checking out your social media feed. Like those are two things I think that can be time sucks, right? (laughs) You yeah. fall down a little hole, like Alice. Uh, so you choose a task, you choose email, and then you set your, a timer for 25 minutes. Yeah. And you only check email for 25 minutes. That's yeah. it. You, you, yeah. you read it. You engage. You, do, do, you focus on that task until the alarm rings. <laughs> Ding. You stop. You put a little tick mark, or if you use an app, I, there's a couple of apps that I really love. The Be Focused app is on the iPhone. Amazing. Focused to do is also, um, focused to do is also a a Pomodoro style where Mm -hmm. it keeps track of it for you. So those of you who are competitive, whether you're competitive with yourself like me or competitive like Molly um, you can you know you, like you and Stacy could do like let's compete on pomodoros today and really get projects done because the beauty of the choosing the 25 the ringing the completing is you've completed something and then you take 5 minutes mhm you take five minutes, you go outside, you, you take a little walk, you stretch, you do some you know, desk yoga, you get a cup of tea, whatever it is that you need to do, uh, you do that during those five minutes and then you come back and you do another 25 and you do another 25. It's amazing how much you get done when you sit down and you focus. And for me, I need mm-hmm. that little app sometimes to, to re- realign my focus, right? To refocus my focus. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: think about all of the apps who are trying to pull your attention, right? With the <laughs> rings and the blings and the dings and all of the things, right? So I do feel like for me, I when I, when I am hyper busy and I have a lot of deadlines, I get very, very productive. You know, and so, and I'm trying to observe, like, why, when I'm so busy, am I also so productive? And, you know, and it's because I start to employ really good habits. I time block, you know, I write yes. down my day. I know exactly what I'm doing, you know, up until, like, you know, even so much in, in the schedule. It's like, you know, in half an hour increments, I know what I'm doing. Um, and then I, and I get then the dopamine rush of checking off that list. Right. Um, and so, yeah, but it's really
0: if it's true. It is a, it is a, a like a dopamine fix. Yeah, right? it is. Right. It's yeah. so good. It's so well, we've, you and I have talked in our collaboration time outside of spill the tea about how both of us have, we need to have a deadline. Mm-hmm. We need to have a deadline. We need to have a drop everything, get this thing done and into the hands of someone else. And and I, I'm sure there are people who truly don't need that, but I don't know many of them. And so I have a feeling that, and you might have um, the, uh, the science answer kind of in the archetype space about how creatives and even creative executive types, right? So where you have a little bit of both, but when you're creative, the, that, that poke, that push, that alarm, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you need in order to get something done, uh, is, is part of the opposite of your creativity, right? It's that. Yeah, because yeah.
1: It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's a disruption in the flow, right? So, and as creatives, at least this is true for me, and I think probably true with the creator archetype is that it's about flowing. Allowing yourself to be that clear channel so that you can actually get deeply, deeply into something. And that's why a lot of times like artists who are trying to create do repetitive behaviors or when you can get into the flow with repetitive behaviors. um, Because there is something magical that happens when you're just um, you have that muscle memory. Right. So whether it's, you know, the the stroke with a brush or. A, a song you've played a thousand times or whatever that is, that muscle memory allows that brain to sort of, you know, it's, it's when we're trying to, in my, I don't know if I'm describing it well. Um, it's the repetitive action, you know, yeah, yeah, that, that sure. can facilitate the flow and, um, and as an artist, you know whether you're an artist with words or actually with a brush or whatever. I felt like this and experienced this a ton because I um, worked on the potter's wheel, and the potter's wheel is a beautiful, repetitive motion, right? So you have the circular motion of the of the clay, and then you have this connection with your body to the clay, and um, it's a really wonderful way where all of your brain just really kind of your thoughts just sort of go and the next thing you know you've created something that is um you know that has just sort of been born right and to me like that's the that is the ideal state for a creator is when you're in that frenzy of whether it's writing um and that it's sort of happening with you instead of you know controlling it um and sort of finding that that partnership um if you will of inspiration and which is what in spirit. So it's that combination of your spirit moving through you,
0: manifesting in a material world. Um, yeah. I love that. That's so beautiful. Well, and a big part of, so the, the affirmation, which I don't think I actually have read yet, um, was and is what I focus on flourishes. I will center yeah. my thoughts on the highest and best for everyone around me. And when I originally wrote this, this affirmation, I remember like, I'm looking back through my notes and it was same time of year, right? It was around, it was in December when it it launched. So that's kind of when I wrote the, the write-ups for each one of the affirmations. And I remember feeling like everyone was so, was living their future and not their present, like they everyone was doing all these big plans and 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 focused on where they were going to be not where they were mm-hmm. and i feel like this year it's almost the exact opposite it's like we're not going we are where we are going to be <laughs> like for the large percentage of of our country is staying put for christmas yeah there will definitely be people who travel there will there will always be kind of that the folks who aren't doing the norm. Mm-hmm. Um and th- I love that this still there's still this powerful side of what we can when we're focused on truly where we are, even if we've been in that same place, even if I've been sitting in the same chair every day for the last, let's see, May, June, July, August, September, um, October. Yeah, almost nine months. Mm-hmm. in, in this chair that I haven't traveled, um, that I can still focus and make things flourish here still, even though it's the same place, even though I, ha- my travel kit is dusty, even though I'm not going to see people in person. Like I still have the power. I still have my superpower uh, that where I can focus and create things that bring people life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um I there are some mornings where it's like I'm reading something and it like hits me, and I'm like, oh, I gotta send this out to my lionesses, right? And mm-hmm. it's not every day, um, but i sent I sent you one this morning. Yeah, it was awesome actually it was perfect. And, and I the thing that I love about when I feel that feeling, when I'm focused and I'm reading and I'm like, oh, there's a powerful flow that when I'm focused, I actually can also hear the still small voice. That, and yeah. she's usually so overwhelmed by all of the other things going on that I, I don't always hear her. But when I'm doing my meditation and my reading in the morning and my mind is quiet and I'm reading in the quiet, I can hear, oh, this one needs to be sent. And here are the people who need to hear it. Yeah. And then I do it. And that really, I think, is where the second part of this affirmation comes in, right? I'll center my thoughts on the highest and best for those around me. Right. and and we, in particular for the those who are the parent in their home or the the uh, the person who speaks life over everyone else, like right now we have there's there so many people who are sad that they're not going to see family. Mm. Right. So how do we create the highest and best energy, the highest and best mood? in mm-hmm. our homes, right? It's mm-hmm. by what we focus on, not focusing on the fact that we're not going to see grandma and grandpa this year, or we're not going to see mom and dad. But the fact that, uh, for instance, I posted this last weekend that we are get we got a live tree this year. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't been able to do that for years mm-hmm. because we're always gone for two weeks. Yeah. And, you know, we did the first couple of years and I was like freaked out that the, you know, the house is going to burn down because yeah, the tree was going to catch on fire. You yeah, know? no, for sure. Yeah. And, and so we stopped doing that, but it was so much fun to go back and smell the smells and, and you know, have that experience. Mm. Now, of course, it was different because everyone was walking around in masks and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was still, we were still outside and it was still beautiful. And the tree, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to decorate this real tree. And Mm -hmm. so like focusing on that, if we just pay attention to what we're focusing on in, because when you're focused on something that is so beautiful, that is a positive, right? That Mm -hmm. is something that is life-giving for you and for your partners and for your kids and your animals. um, It feels good. And you want to, you simply want to do it more. And I think that that's the part we remember. Um, We, we remember when it's happening to us, but we forget it once it's Mm -hmm. gone.
1: Yeah, well, and I think that what you said is needs to be underlined and exclamation point at the end is there is a difference between doing and being.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And most of us this season of our lives, out of sync with the natural cycle, are in a perpetual state of doing that we don't afford the space, time, energy for being. And that's it, right? Like yep. this is that time. That's the most important thing we can focus on is ourselves, right now. Not selfishly, but because we want to know who we are, so
0: that we can better show up in the world um, with our gifts and talents. You know, so true. I remember. I guess this was probably about a decade ago or so. I yeah, about that because it was. I was still working. Uh, in corporate brokerage. And I was feeling all, I was feeling anxiety. I think I I was going on like my third business trip in that same month. And I was feeling so overwhelmed. And I read, I was reading about focus because of course I was probably getting ready to go talk about it somewhere. And there was this whole, this whole chapter on focus on your feelings, focus on the feelings, like mm-hmm. honor each feeling as it comes and recognize it and then release her. Yeah. Right. I think that far, far too often we try to shove it down. Like, I'm oh, I'm stressed. Oh, I just shouldn't be stressed. It's like, well, be stressed, be yeah. sad. Yeah, You know, exactly. uh, when when this, the craziness that is coming at us, whether it's related to whatever holiday you celebrate, whether it's related to the pandemic or of the politics or, you know, the the fact that a vaccine is coming and all the things that might be bubbling up inside you around that, like experience it, listen, yeah. honor it and release it. And that's what this whole thing was. It's like there's, we, we were constantly chasing happy, right? Glenn and Doyle talked about that in Untamed, yeah. right? Like yeah. we're taught that the only good emotion is happy. Yes. We should be happy. And if we're not happy, there's something wrong with us. Yes. And and if we, I find that a lot of times when I'm feeling unfocused, it actually, it's a diff, another feeling. It's not that I'm unfocused. It's yeah. some other feeling that yeah. I need to deal with, that I need to sit in, that I need to experience. Maybe it's I need to make a phone call because I've been saying I'm going to call this person and I haven't. I still have not call them. I still have not called him. I still don't. It's, that's the worst. But we all do this. Mm. We all say, I'm going to call you. And then it's like a week later and we're like, oh, my gosh, I never call. And it's OK. Like, yeah. you know, the people who who mind don't matter and the people who matter don't mind. Right. Uh-huh. Dr. Seuss.
1: <laughs> Good old Dr. Seuss. I love that. You know,
0: it's it, this is so
1: applicable to the archetype work that I'm doing right now, because I'm really heavily um, in this mode of understanding archetypes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we all, so I think part of the wisdom in this study is that, that we all have many archetypes that are showing up in different points of our life. And there is sort of um, this general idea that there we all are at least 12, you know, four are our survival archetypes and then the eight Are our other archetypes that sort of guide our personalities, guide, you know, our ego, you know, guide our soul contracts. Those are the people we do life with, you know, and when we understand who we are as an archetypal energy, rather than um, as a character flaw, if you will, because Mm -hmm. the archetypal energies itself are neutral, but they show up in a positive or negative way. Yeah. and you know like for me this week i had kind of a big thing happening where i'm like okay this is actually my negative energy of this archetype showing up um you know and not attaching judgment and self-loathing to that right but yeah. bearing witness to how it shows up in my life you know is actually um, really powerful, right? Because that's when you start to integrate your highest self with your, you know, your, your lower self or your middle self or whatever, um, you know, whatever language you use. Yes. But um, that's... can't read,
0: read more about this.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, um. this is as a marketer, like the archetypal studies is probably going to be my second book, um, because I'm already starting to pull all of this um, integration, even with my own sort of marketing mind, um, into how this applies, um, you know, to, um, elicit behavior change or action. Um, but for my, myself and my personal relationships, um, and seeing how I show up in the world, both in a positive and negative way, because we all do, right. That's the truth, (laughs) you know, and, um, we all show up in all kinds of ways, but it does sort of help bring that lens of, um, again, self-study and awareness about our our true motivations,
0: if you will. Um, so it's fascinating, you know. I love that. I, I you know, I remember uh, when I was working in corporate America, I took this, we, we had this guy come in, his name was Wes, and this was before emotional intelligence was actually a big conversation in corporate yeah. America and he would do these EQ tests. Yeah. And, and as you're talking, it's kind of reminding me of that. What, and whatever kind of test, right. There's mm-hmm. all sorts of tests. There's the, mm-hmm. the Myers-Briggs test. There's all these tests that you can take, right. And the, all the quizzes that tell you, you know, what, what are you, where are you? I think we're all seeking that. Yeah. Molly. I think that yeah. we're all seeking to understand ourselves or maybe even to be justified in our behavior. Right. Um, yeah. One of the things that that test taught me so long ago was that I'm sociable, not social. Mm. And it really helped me release this pressure that I felt that I was always supposed to be this life of the party because I am gregarious and I am an excellent communicator. And I do have a a magnetic natural energy. Mm -hmm. However, I don't want to be in a room full of strangers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I've, I found that I could focus all of those things that others wanted from me in my community Mm -hmm. and fire them up so that when they go out into those rooms of strangers, that they were filled and, and fired up and fabulous. And they did their thing there. Like I, I released the stress that that's my role. It's not my role and it i so i love the i love that ability to find new ways to look at assess and really help us right help us to understand ourselves a bit better and on a deeper level so i look forward to 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 reading um to reading more about that to us having more conversations about that for sure yeah and uh really connecting those red threads right between us and I love the, the the concept of soul contracts. <laughs> the the people that we really are truly meant to, to walk on you know on this journey with that I think we're we're kind of come the pendulum is swinging in this season or realizing who those people are whereas before we were in this collect mode social media has kind of put us in this collect 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 so it was really hard to focus on you know whose birthday is it. Mm-hmm. Like, what is happening this month? And it's just like, whatever Facebook feeds you is happening today. Yeah. Right. We're reacting to algorithms rather than intent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I love the, you know, the the taking that back, right. Taking back my, uh, my own focus, turning off the distractions. There are, there are also some really great apps out there for those people who really do not have any, um, willpower or won't power, if you will to that you can download on your phone. You can download onto your browsers that like they won't let you go to Facebook. Mm-hmm. They won't let you go to Twitter. They won't let you go to Instagram. Yeah. Uh, if, if that is, if you've built such a strong habit for yourself that yeah. you are literally Creating an addiction, like yeah. there are ways that you can shut those distractions off. That, that if you can't say no yourself, that the technology will help you, and that's a beautiful side of technology, it right? Is,
1: right. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of tools in that Indistractable book too that have those exact
0: same things. Um, oh, I love that. Let's definitely yeah. make sure to drop the link to that book in there. Yeah. Um, and you know the the last thing that was that's on my mind and that I think plagues a lot a lot of us in particular with women, we see it a lot, but I think with the advent of technology, it affects all humans, no matter what gender you identify with. And that's multitasking, right? This, I got to do it all. And I got to do it all right now. And uh, that means all at the same time. And, you know, like I can grocery shop and chew gum. I can watch a movie and fold towels. Mm -hmm. Like there are some things that we can do, but trying to write a book and check my email and post on social media. No, I'm not doing any of those things at my highest and best self. So yeah, the triggering, let that be a trigger for for everyone, right? When you start doing more than one thing, when your brain starts shifting gears, mm-mm, pull out the Pomodoro app and do a yeah. Pomodoro.
1: Well, or have your accountability, you know, people in your life. I mean, like if I had a nickel for every time, like Stacy or my sister, you know, they're like, you're multitasking, you know, when I'm on the phone with them, like I start to scroll, you know, like, again, that's, I do. And they're like, you said, um, three times. I know you're not listening to me, you know? And one of the things it does is it sends, first of all, a signal that they're not important in your life, which they are. You know, but it's like those people can be your trigger too. like, oh, shit, you know, I'm doing it, you know, yes. put this aside. Yeah. But, you know, again, that's like accountability because we do live in a world where we are constantly, you know, being asked, you know, we are our time attention is the product, you know, in our modern society. So everything around us and one of them um, that near out book is called hooked too, and it talks about he's the guy who, you know basically taught all the tech companies to distract you you know and how you create those hooks of yep. product loops right yep. um so that you use it more i mean which is another good book for anybody you know at least it's nothing to open your eyes at how well we're being played you know so um so hooked is where you start and then indistractable is where you you know have the antidote but um
0: isn't that interesting and they're written by the same guy
1: Yeah, well, I think he took, I think it was his responsibility. It was his highest self kicking in and saying, oh my gosh, you know what? We've created a bunch of zombies who are tech addicts, myself included, you know, and, you know, we have a responsibility to that because, again, the energy itself is neutral, but the application can be show up either in a positive or a negative way. But the negative implications of the tech addicts, especially in our children. And I have three of them who are tech addicted mm-hmm. is freaking scary culturally and society from a society perspective. Uh-huh. Um, and as a children's yoga teacher that I taught for years and years, like meditation and teaching your children to focus and breath awareness is an essential critical skill um, that most kids don't have. And any, any, They don't, they don't just don't have any idea. My kids, unfortunately, don't listen to me. Um, You know, I have, I would have to have an outsider to be able to convince them. Yes. Yes. But (laughs) it is having a lot of experience working with kids in meditation. Um, It's it's just crazy. Um, So, one of the ways I do it, actually, you also always notice that I usually have some sort of stone or something in my hand, and that's because I am tactile. Um, and just having on holding something is another really great way to focus Right. Um, and because different stones, you know, everything if you if you've ever studied anything about quantum physics The one thing that you'll understand is that everything is a is a wave. It's a vibration um, and and so everything materially holds a different specific vibration um, and so the idea is you um, the more you understand about the vibration that things that carry, you can leverage that as a tool to assist your vibration if you do so with intent, um, you know, because then you're aligning with a vibration. And I mm. think the best example of that is with people, right? Like when you're around certain people who have a vibration that you seek, you feel it, you know, you're like, oh, I feel so good when I'm around you. Yeah. Right? Or conversely, when someone makes you feel like a piece of you know
0: dog poo you know it's like why do I feel so bad with them right right oh yeah. so true oh yeah I mean it, you we've all said it we've all felt it yeah right so for sure I think that's great yeah but take uh, it next right use it yeah yeah, yeah trusting ourselves mm-hmm. so turn off our distractions you know or at least say no to distractions more often right wherever we can we don't we don't necessarily have a ton of invitations coming our way right now of Not parties to dress up enough. for and, and things like that so <laughs> we don't have to worry about those kind of nos, but i think um the beauty of your tip of having a stone or something you know the a little angel in your pocket whatever it is you know having something in your hand means that you don't have your phone in your hand which is yeah um, a big distractor i think that's beautiful I'm focusing on your feelings you know, how are you feeling? Walk through that feeling. Where's that feeling coming from? Do you, is there something that you need to do to help your body with that feeling and then releasing it to help you get that focus back, um, stopping the multitasking, you know, and, and ultimately celebrating the the results when you are able to focus and you are able to complete whatever it is that you're trying to do. I think there is such beauty in that side of things too, right? Like, oh, I had, Best day. Like I I checked off 80% of my list. Woo! Like do a happy dance, get up and do something physical, or you know, like raise your vibration, if you will. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, and the key to this, and I and this is really important to express because I don't want to send people on a rabbit hole or you know, is that it's not that the garnet itself is causing my behavior. The garnet is a reminder, a trigger of my own internal desire, right? Yes. And That's that right. is the difference, right? And a lot of times people use tools as external, like it has some sort of power or it's gonna do it for you, but it's not. It's just an intern it's a trigger to an internal intent. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think it's really important to understand that.
0: It's so good. Yeah, because
1: then we're not giving our power away, right? We're we're pulling it in internally.
0: Yes. So beautiful. All, the, all these thoughts flying through my head, I'm, and I'm like, I need to focus on them. <laughs> all the wonderful ways. Okay, I think that's a good place to stop and meditate us out, my friend. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. So this is actually going to be an active
1: meditation, and it's something that we can start here. I'll kind of give you a little bit of a framework, and then you can do after we um, after we leave you. But I want you to start to cultivate that um, the meditation of our... Um, our intuition right so we're going to do a writing meditation and we're going to use our opposite side That's so if you are a right hand you left hand if you are a left hand you use your right hand but you're going to use your non-dominant side okay and i want you to just take a moment and do that breath work where you're focused on the very tip of your nose and then we're going to use our non-dominant writing hand and in a journal or on a piece of paper or post-it note or whatever we're just going to use our intuition and write the top three things that distract us where we feel like that pull us away from our ultimate aim in life. And this is go with your first instincts. Don't think about this, just use that non-dominant intuitive side of yourself to write down the top three things that keep you away from your traction, where you're going, your forward momentum.
0: I love that.
1: Yes. And then just tuck it away after you have it. Don't <laughs> judge it. Just trust it. And then figure out how you can work around it.
0: I love that. That's my one I'm working on right now. My The yes. woman I've not me too. And I have my, my vision from one of the meditations that you took us on.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. I I actually just got a symbol the other day in the meditation that I'm really excited about. So it's probably going to be my next tattoo. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's probably a good thing that I, I I didn't start the tattoo thing young, or I probably would be covered in them because I love all, I love symbols and stuff like that. Um, my sister has them, uh, has all of the tattoos for us. So yeah, I tell I, people, am like, oh, my tattoos are on my sister.
1: I love it. That's <laughs> so good. Now I have them myself. They're just, uh, yeah. And everyone is a life lesson. So I, I have another one that needs to be added
0: mm. to the mix. Ooh, I love it. I can't wait to see it. All right, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, oh, goodness. I'm looking forward to a wonderful week. The 11th is this week, which I always very excited about. It's the final 11th of 2020. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to having a really nice meal. Um, Drew finished the last bits of our deck project. And so we're planning to do wine in front of the fire pit on the deck this weekend. And I am so excited. It's cold, but I like being outside all bundled up and cold in front of the fire. And I know you do too. And on the homestead. Yeah. Um, so, uh, wishing you all a wonderful week ahead. And we would love, of course, to know how you keep focused. You know, we shared a lot of our little life hacks, if you will, ways that we try and mostly succeed in keeping our focus. Uh, but there are times where it's a little hard and we love to try new things. So, let us know what it is that you're doing on your side too. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com and sign up for updates. That's moxyonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.